Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the silence. And a Merry Christmas Eve to all you ghouls and ghoulettes out there. <laughs> I'm, of course, your ghost of Christmas future, Ella Ivella, along with... The ghost of Christmas past, Ashy Slashy. And the ghost of Christmas present, Josh Henry. <laughs> yep, that's right. Come forward and know me better, man. <laughs> that's right. We have on our podcast tonight as a special Christmas Eve treat to you guys, Ella's husband, Josh Henry. Uh, we were literally getting ready to do the podcast and he literally went, I have a question. Like, tiny Tim with a crutch. And we're like, I looked at him and I was like, do you want to be on the podcast, Josh? And I do, because <laughs> I have a certain PTSD relationship with Christmas Carol, <laughs> thanks to my alma mater, Oklahoma City University, and their willingness to do the show every year, rain or shine, no matter what, every Christmas. So I've been a part of Christmas Carol as a stage production a lot. <laughs> Um, I think I'm the only one here who's never been in a production of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, um, just like Josh, um, I also have been in a production of A Christmas Carol done by uh, Star Quality Productions. Oh yeah, that's a You and Bear's one, right? Yep, that's uh, mine and my friend Bear's uh, theater, Nomad Theater Company. We did a radio show version of it, which you can find on Facebook. I will link you guys to it. It's pretty cool. Um, it's literally done like the old style radio show. So everyone's... Like you did a War of the Worlds. Yeah, like we did War of the Worlds. We did The Grinch uh, last year, which was super fun. Um, but yeah, we kind of did it all like different voice actors. So each person did a different voice for each different character. So it wasn't just like people reading the story. You got all kinds of neat little voice talents with it too. And uh, I played the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yes. Um, I've stage managed two productions of Christmas Carol. Um, including one year where I had a bucket of, uh, fake snow dumped on me, and it was very uncomfortable, because, like, glitter, uh, fake snow doesn't leave. No, it doesn't leave, and it itches like a motherfucker. I'm aware. <laughs> I took, like, five showers in a day. Yeah. I, uh, well, this wasn't a production of A Christmas Carol, this was a production of the play Bus Stop. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure Josh knows the play bus stop. Yes, I'm aware of the play bus stop. <laughs> I was like, please help me, but please help me, Josh. Um, I'm just over here. Uh-huh. Sure, theater geeks, whatever you say. <laughs> My friend Mandy and I both did tech for that show, and I also had a similar situation with a bucket of fake snow falling on my head because the person who was in charge of fake snow didn't know how to fucking do it and did it wrong, and the entire bucket just fell on me. It was not pleasant. Uh, but past all of our theater horror stories... <laughs> Today on this lovely Christmas carol, we are going to invoke the right of Scrooge and come to you with, uh, originally we are going to do ghosts mm -hmm. today, but we decided to switch it up for a Christmas carol because it is Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And what better than the most famous ghost story of all, a Christmas carol? Uh, I feel like people forget that so mm -hmm. often that you have a minimum of four ghosts. Yeah. Um, uh, ghost of Marley... 
past, yes. present, and future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have a minimum of four ghosts in this jolly Christmas story, including one who I deeply connect with, who is death. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking death. Um, so everybody knows the story of a Christmas story, so we'll we'll kind of dissect... A Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol. Christmas, Christmas story. story involves shooting your eye out with a BB gun. <laughs> we had a great beer called Shoot Your Eye Out last night. Uh, yeah, from our friends at Offshoot Brewing yes. in Anaheim. You'll shoot your eye out. It was a beautiful double hazy uh. IPA, but that's beside the point. So we'll um. go through uh, the the four ghosts. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through the intro and Marley. We'll go through past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a that's a pretty good way to handle this episode. Yeah. Uh, so, in almost every version, Scrooge is some sort of curmudgeon rich guy. Or a girl. Or a girl. Well, I don't know if there ever been a female. There has been. VH1 did a, uh, a, a fascinating one called A Diva's Christmas Carol. Oh, Starring, Lord. uh, oh my god, who was it? I'm gonna... Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams, thank you. I literally, because I was scrolling down, I was like, I know there's female versions of this no, it of was, this story, it and was like called, that was the first one that popped up, and it was called a Diva's Christmas yep. Carol, and I love that version because I love the version of Christmas Present they did, where it was basically just like this limey, like Cockney <laughs> guy who's like, you know, you know, there's that famous moment where Ghost of Christmas Present like lifts up his robe, and you see famine and hunger, yeah, you know, and then. But, like, basically in that version, he's like, oh, by the way, look out for famine and hunger. They're both killers. And then just fucks off. Like, yeah, they just, they just, they're like, we're gonna nod to it, but not really do it. it so, it's fa- it's fantastic. <laughs> there's also... Daisy has an opinion about that. <laughs> apparently. Um, there's also one, I can't find it, but I actually saw it last year, um, that stars, um... The like rednecky, or not red, like the kind of rednecky character from uh, Orange Is the New Black. The oh, oh, the like, oh, her, Jesus girl. No, her her little like her lackey that was like into like that was into meth. Brown, uh, brown haired girl. The long yeah. straight brown hair. Yeah, one. yeah. That's 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 the Christian girl because she's all like, she's gonna save your ass. Yeah. So it start like it started her. And it was basically like trailer trash Christmas. Oh, I, I kind of want to see that. I now. think it's mostly because like, I, I love that actress. You like? I'm pretty sure you can find it on like Plex or something. <laughs> it used to be on Netflix, and I know you guys don't have Netflix anymore, but I would definitely check it out. It's we actually to cut down some streaming yeah. services. It, it's so cute. It's kind of cute. And then I also recently found another one. I haven't actually seen this one, but I was just kind of scrolling through. I'm like, there has to be other. More? You know, there has to be versions of the Christmas Carol. There's tons of versions of the Christmas. There Carol. are so many, and it's literally called "It's Christmas Carol." It's Christmas, comma, Carol. Yeah. And it's our space mama. <gasps> Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Oh, how have I not seen this? And it was made in 2012. Oh, I need to watch this and I'll cry. Good space mommy. Um, so it is either a man or a woman. Yeah. It's not uh, just a man. It can only, there, there can always be a woman. There can or always... in some cases, there's also a version where it's a duck. I'm looking at you, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Huh. Where it's there Scrooge Yeah, Scrooge yeah, McDuck. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Uh, so it is a uh, living being. <laughs> yeah, a mammal. Of some kind. <laughs> no, no, because there might be one with dinosaurs. There very well could be. <laughs> I mean, there is a Flintstones Christmas Carol, but in that version, it's bread. But still, I don't know. It could be Land Before Time twenty seven, a Christmas Carol. 
But Dino, to... but to be fair, Dino plays the ghost of Christmas Future in the Flintstones. Christmas That's Carol. wrong. That is <laughs> wrong. That Dino is death. Yeah. It's only because all the other p- citizens of Bedrock are sick with what's called the Bedrock Bug. And that's why Dino fills in as the ghost of Christmas Future, because everyone else is sick. <laughs> ah, okay. That um, makes no sense. Taryn Manning, that's her name, the actress. Okay. Um, but it is a living creature of, of, of some specification Yeah. that has a lot of money or a lot of wealth or a lot of power that is stingy with it, and the holiday oh Christmas is coming up. And they are being a dick, yeah. or a bitch, or uh, whatever you would call a foul. So for for curmudgeonly, yes. No, I like calling them foul because it works for Scrooge. Um, for Josh's reference, if you want to look up the film, it's and for your reference, if you really like Terry Manning and want to look up this version of Hick Town version of uh, Christmas Carol, it's called All American Christmas Carol. Mm. That sounds like a fun one. Um, who is curmudgeonly? Doesn't want to share that well. Yeah. And there's always some sort of lackey. Yeah. Um, Bob Cratchit. That is the Bob mm-hmm. Cratchit S character. Yeah. That they treat like shit. Uh huh. And it's always, I'm being overworked and underpaid and I'm so stressed out. Oh, oh, but oh, my life, oh. But they always have like a cheery suspicion to them. Mm-hmm. Like they're not down on themselves. They're in the Christmas spirit. But they have the greatest riches of all, which is the love of their, their family. family. <laughs> I love how I say that, make that sound as like my husband's here and my puppy's at my feet. And then he uh-huh. goes, let me like veil myself in like anger and hatred. Uh huh. Sure. We know the real truth. Shut up! I don't have a heart. It just loves you both so much. No, yeah, he kind of, he has a very cheery disposition on the fact that he is stressed out for the holidays. He feels like he's overworked, but, but he has his family. Yeah, he he has love because like in um uh Scrooge, it's his female assistant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not always Grace. Uh, Grace. So it's not always a man, too. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a woman. Sometimes it can be a dinosaur. Sometimes or a mouse. It's a mouse. Yeah. We, we can go all over uh-huh. the spectrum. <laughs> well, yeah. no, I was saying um, in... Or a frog. Yeah, or a frog. Yeah. What about Christmas Carol? I'm like, there's so many versions. Um, and pretty much, he's a dick and continues to be a dick. Basically, the idea being that the Scro- whoever is the Scrooge character has prioritized wealth and selfishness over the Christmas spirit. And to start off our thing, he is visited by the ghost of one Bob Marley. Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. Yes, because Bob Marley is the Rastafarian... (laughs) uh, No, I'm going with music artist. (laughs) Man. (laughs) All of a sudden, Scrooge is visited. I shot the The sheriff! sheriff. And I did not shoot the deputy... And then the script is like, what the fuck? Because, <laughs> because marijuana won't be recreationally used in England right. for some time to come. And, uh, so he's a little confused. He's just sitting there trying to eat his gruel in peace. And, <laughs> and here comes a Rastafarian ghost. <laughs> I'm going with this. I want this now. Where it's Bob I, I want. I would love to see Bob Marley be the ghost at some point. <laughs> I, I would watch that. That would be a version of Christmas Carol I could get on board with. <laughs> Uh, but a ghost's 
visits him of his old mentor and is like, yeah. I am in chains and in shackles because of the greed. I give you one motherfucking night to get your shit together before I'm going to drag your ass down to hell and torture you for all of, like, eternity. Yep. Well, what I love about the Marley character is when Marley shows up, he basically tells him, you know, you see the, you see the chains, you see the other ghosts, you see... So basically, Marley comes to Scrooge and is like, you are way more fucked than I ever was. <laughs> Your chain was as long as mine, as full as mine, as heavy as mine, ten Christmases ago. You are fucked. <laughs> yeah. Unless you change your ways, you are fucked. And what I love is there's this kind of like Abbott and Costello bit almost to, to Scrooge them? and Marley. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, we're Scrooge, you know, like they, they have all this stuff. And Scrooge just treats him like he's not real the whole time. He yeah. literally, the first thing he says, you you could be a fragment of undigested beef, beef or yeah, an some, underdone potato. Yeah. Or some bad cheese. Yeah. There's like more you're, just of, a, you're, you're in a hallucination. You don't actually exist. My yeah. favorite line is, there's more of gravy than of grave about you. <laughs> That's a brilliant line. Mm. Well um, done, Mr. Dickens. Well done. I always have to go back to my favorite version, which is Scrooge with Bill Murray. Scrooge. Duh. Duh. Um, and it, it's, it's his old... Uh, boss and he used to be like in a golf outfit <laughs> yeah and he's and, like falling apart and like he's and all, he makes like, himself a drink mm-hmm. and then like he drinks it and like comes out of his body he says i don't mind if you shoot me frank but take it easy on the bacardi <laughs> <laughs> i need to watch that film again that was a great oh film. it's so great it's, it's, it's my favorite version of a christmas it's, carol it's funny too uh the ghost of christmas present has a deep endearing heart to me because that is a part it's of my essentially soul. you as someone who has been whacked by various appliances by you, I can attest that. <laughs> uh, so you get this idea that Scrooge is fucked. He, he's pretty much at the tipping point. If he does one more bad thing. He's, yeah, he's it, going to hell. And he's signed for up. all of eternity. Yeah. At this point, he's already going to hell. It's yeah. just a matter of to how much you suffer. Well, I think yeah. at the, for, I always get it at, like, he's, the amount of good he can do at this point in his life can outweigh the bad if he does straight good that's why he's coming to him on this night it's like if okay if you just spend every single day for the rest of your life doing good you can work off these chains yeah yeah but if you do one more shitty thing i don't care how many kittens and puppies you pull out of lakes you're screwed yeah this this is his tipping point yeah I think you're you're absolutely right. It's like there's a reason he comes to him on this Christmas where it's it's literally like, dude, you're getting older. You only have so much time to atone for <laughs> so much shit that you've done. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that it's it's like a childhood Christmas carol, and the first like twenty minutes of it is like you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to remember this is written by the same guy who wrote Great Expectations. Which is just depressing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just depressing the whole time. And then David Copperfield, which is just... No, I I strongly believe it's an incredible story where nothing happens. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read David Copperfield. I it's, think I tried... Nothing happens. I think I tried to read it a few times and I'm like, wow, this is this is supposed to be an amazing book, but God, this shit's boring. <laughs> oh, it's awful. I am born. It's, okay, we get it. Uh, you like skating. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always have to say my favorite version of Marley 
is Muppets. Oh, we're well, Marley, Marley and Marley. Marley. Woo! <laughs> I, I, I love yeah. it so much. That song is so catchy. I, I also love the fact that, like, um, Alfred. It's, it's not his name. The two, the two old men. No, uh, the guy who plays Scrooge in a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Thank oh, yeah. Looks like, who looks just like my father. Oh. Yes, my father looks exactly like Michael Caine. Oh my, my brain god, he does. It and now I'm pretty yeah. disturbed. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna move past that trauma real quick. <laughs> I, I love how Michael Caine is just playing it so straight. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael Caine was the perfect actor for that movie. Yeah. And it, I was I was watching something or I was reading something about it, and he literally said he was going to perform it as if he was doing a Royal Shakespeare Company performance Mm -hmm. like that's how he treated being on set with muppets as if this was going in front of the queen for the royal shakespeare company yeah well yeah and he's an incredible actor and they they chose right that for like i i honestly think the the people in charge of anything and everything to do with muppet movies they always choose the best people like Mm -hmm. look at tim curry and muppet yeah treasure Treasure Island. island yeah you know, look at, you know, Jason Siegel And with Amy, the Mupp- Adams. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams. Amy Adams, Jason Siegel. They, they, yeah. they always choose the right people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one ever treats the Muppet movies like they're beneath them. Yeah. Because they're not. They're because the they're not. Muppet they're movie. the fucking Muppets. Show them some goddamn weapons. <laughs> right. Uh, but I love how just Michael Caine is playing it so viciously straight. Yeah. And Marley and Marley are like, when we were alive, we've only been alive for this long! Because it's, it's played by the two old, the, the, the old guys. I can only remember one of their names, and it's driving me crazy. It's Waldorf and... Uh, they're just the balcony guys. They're so balcony. They, like, they're actually creepy. Like, not so much them, but like all of the chains around them and how they're just mm-hmm. floating and moving. It is legitimately normally a very creepy scene. Like, the Marley scene is supposed to be pretty unnerving. Yeah. Well... In in the book and like when you when he originally sees like when he comes home the door knocker changes into the shape of Jacob Marley's face. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's like the the herald to oh you're gonna have a bad night, dude. <laughs> and like normally when I look at a door knocker and it changes into anything other than a door knocker, I know I know you have a bad night. <laughs> the but, shrooms have kicked in. <laughs> but yeah, Marley's definitely. You know, it's it's a it's a hell of a way to start this story with the it's like, hey, here's your business partner who's been dead for ten years, and that's even the opening line of Christmas Carol is, uh, Marley was dead as a doornail to begin with. Like, yeah, yeah, which I love the fact that like I, I've discussed this like I I adore how like cheerful and happy like people perceive this, and that's the fucking first line mm-hmm. is this dude is fucking dead. Like, Welcome to Christmas Joy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, but the whole point is, he says, you have to understand this. If anything else that's going to happen is going to mean anything, you have to understand this guy is dead. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very de- dead. Not just dead. Dead as a doornail. Not, yeah. not just a little bit. He's all dead. He's all dead. If you're a little bit alive, then someone I can do, but no, he's all dead. <laughs> to he's blame. mostly dead. <laughs> No, he's completely dead. Dead as a doornail. So you're just talking about Carrie Ellison last mm-hmm. week. But, they, yeah, but that's that's kind of the whole point is 
the fact that, that he makes it clear, like, you have to understand that Marley is dead for this story to mean, mean anything. anything. Yeah. So, like, uh, what's kind of your favorite version of Marley, then, Ashy? Um, I, I think I have to agree with you, Ella. I think it's the Muppet Christmas Carol, Marley and Marley. Just because so it's just, it's so hilariously campy and adorable. And you just, it, you can't help but not love it. What about you, Josh? Oh, man. Uh, well, my favorite version of Marley, none of you saw, because it was my freshman year in college. <laughs> uh, the version, the version of Christmas Carol I was in. Where he was basically, it was Marley, he was basically, you know how Two-Face I like looked... how you're trying to figure out how to describe this. It's that <laughs> Well, hard. yeah, because he, like, none of us have either seen this version, and neither have our listeners. So it's, he's trying to make a visual we're, we're representation. We're making a word story for you. Yeah. Yes. A word picture. So, you know how half of Tommy Lee Jones' suit looked in Batman Forever when he played Two-Face? Mm-hmm. Which half? The burnt, the okay. burnt as shit half. He had that for a suit, but the whole thing. Okay. Not just half, but the whole thing. It was just burnt as shit, and then he had, like, his hair, like, spiked up. He, he he had, like, a giant bald patch in the middle of his head, but he still kept long hair and a ponytail, so what they did is they, like, stuck it up with, like, gel and spiked it up. It was, it was pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> that sounds interesting. And then his chain was carried by a bunch of dancers, and it was like a performance piece. It was a very strange show, but I <laughs> loved it. You're going to hear me reference it a lot in this show. A lot of people who I went to college with hated it, and I say, hey, you are entitled to your wrong opinion. That was the best Christmas Carol I've ever fucking seen. Um, but that was my favorite version. My favorite version that people who have or are listening have seen uh, is probably... Oh, prob- uh, probably the Albert Finney version, just okay. the classic R- RSC British actor version with like the the suit and the and the chin strap holding the yeah. jaw in place and like all that. Like I love I I love I love the classic version. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so then, as Marley departs, Scrooge is. Greeted by the first of three ghosts. The ghost of Christmas past. Can't I just take them all at once and get done with it? (laughs) That's what she said. And I feel like... Scrooge wants to get gangbanged by ghosts. And then Marley's like, nah, bro. Nah. We're going at you one at a time. We're going to have you... steady. We're going to have you soar in all the places. (laughs) Somehow we've sexualized (laughs) this and I'm not comfortable with that. Um, yeah, like, the Ghost of Christmas Past has definitely been portrayed, again, like, also in many different ways, like Barley. All, yeah. Um, it's been portrayed as a smoke spirit, mm-hmm. it's been portrayed as a small child, it's been portrayed as just an ethereal being. The most terrifying thing I've still ever seen, which is the weird fucking creepy girl in a Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh god, yeah. With, it with is her sh- with her expressionless fucking face. It, yeah. And we watched it uh, last year and honestly, like that that fucking like floating dead-eyed ghost doll thing. Doll yeah. is so fucking creepy. Yeah. No, it's it's surprisingly creepy for a Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah. Whereas most of the time the Ghost of Christmas past is like pleasant. Yeah. And like it's funny cuz like so when 
um, when we did a Christmas Carol mm-hmm. um, for SQP, I, you know, since it, we didn't have any costumes or anything because yeah. it was it was done as a radio show, yeah. but we could kind of interpret the character however we wanted to. So I literally kind of envisioned what my character would look like. And what did your character look like, Mrs. Shanley? <laughs> all so, inside the after circle with <laughs> Ellie Bella. <laughs> I envisioned her almost like, you know, long flowing white hair. Hmm. You know, like kind of like almost like I wouldn't say like blue like a bluish kind of tone to her face, a little a little gaunt. Not too gaunt, but just a little bit just nineties. Yeah. Nineties model. Yeah, 90s model gaunt. We'll go with 90s model gaunt. Janice Dickinson, go <laughs> um, Yeah, so like long flowing white hair, 90s model gaunt, wearing almost like a white flowing robe. So like kind of Galadriel-esque. Yeah, very gal- very Galadriel, exactly. That's that's how I, I imagined the ghost of, my ghost of Christmas past I was, can take anything and bring it back to Lord of the Rings, I yeah, gotcha. Was, uh, was Galadriel. That's how I envisioned my ghost of Christmas past. I like that. And like, the way that... I did her voice was just very, very soft and pleasant to hear to the sound as if you are being entranced into seeing the ghost of Christmas past, seeing your Christmas past form in front of you. Ella, wake up. Huh? <laughs> but Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, very... <laughs> so soothing. Yeah, very soothing. Like, I wanted it to feel as if the ghost of Christmas past was... It's, just, your voice is almost dreamy-like. Yeah, very, very dreamy. Well, very and that, ethereal. And that makes sense. I mean, especially when you're talking about the ghost of Christmas past. The whole point is she she doesn't show you anything you don't already know. Yeah, yeah it's all Every, memories. Yeah, everything Scrooge sees, he already knows. He lived it. Mm-hmm. But it's just reminding him. Yeah. And like, and that's a good way. To, she's She is very dream-like, and she should kind of have that ethereal... Uh, not completely because you know memories from that long ago will be hazy yeah. they yeah. won't be perfectly formed so I think that's and that's kind of what uh, what Charles Dickens uh, kind of laid out as far as what she is mm-hmm. you know and she even says you know when he gets angry and he's like show me no more she's like these are the shadows of things that have been don't blame me yeah it's not my fault that these these things, things happen. These hang- things happen. Use a dick, sir. <laughs> and I like it because you you get this idea of like nobody becomes just nobody's born a, just a straight up asshole. Yeah. Like uh to to reference some nineties pop culture, uh, all dogs go to having Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. which is about Scarface. Which I actually I think I watched last year because I have all dogs go to Chris or all dogs go to heaven, and it was like a little like featurette thing because it was like a double disced oh thing that I got. Movies. Yeah. so yeah. I got it for like Christmas one year because I was like I want all dogs go to heaven it's my favorite movie as a kid uh, so you you find out Scarface when he was a little puppy was like oh feel happy little puppy mm-hmm. but like he was a puppy so like he tore things and peed and like literally Christmas Eve like the next year after they get him they throw him out into the cold streets of New York yeah as like. A wee baby puppy. Well, those are just the worst people ever. And I remember just watching, because we watched it, I think, last year, too. I remember watching and being like, holy shit, this is way too dark to be an All Dogs Go to Heaven Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, All Dogs Go to Heaven Do you remember All dark. Dogs Go to Heaven? That was a dark fucking movie, Ella. <laughs> 
I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have... You can never come, come back. back. I have no idea what you're talking about. The ending of that film is, is totally not traumatizing or makes <laughs> me cry every time. <laughs> not at all. Daisy, come here. Let me love you. Um, it's like, no, I'm good. I'm just going like, to hang out. Snuggle with the fox. Um, but yeah, so like you, you get that. And in every kind of version of it, there is something that happened. Mm-hmm. In Scrooge, it was... Uh, well, in Scrooge, it's kind of interesting because he never really had something bad happen. He just started prioritizing work. Yeah. He over- always... Because like, like, there's the scene um, where he's talking to his little sister she like she comes she visits him at his school and he's sitting there at the desk studying and she's like oh this is not Scrooge this is like Christmas no girl. no that's Christmas Girl yeah, I know no. but you said like yes because I was talking about Scrooge and you're like yeah there's a scene where she visits well, no, him I, oh, and I was I, like I heard well no I I didn't hear Scrooge duh I heard Scrooge you gotta put the duh so I on I it. just thought you were talking about the character of Scrooge no so I got the movie and that you were like and the scene where she comes and visits him at school I'm like. Have I been, like, passing out for five minutes of this film every time I've watched it? Uh, but yes, like, in A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, like, in the original Christmas Carol, you know, the ghost of Christmas past shows him, his sister, visiting him, like, I think it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, because he's at the boys' school yeah. Yeah. that he's at, and he never comes home. Mm-hmm. And then Fan, his sister, comes to get him, and she's like, oh, father has changed so yeah. much, he actually, he's a... And Father then, has and changed gives, so much, and he's he's much better now. I also played fan. <laughs> yeah. I played young Scrooge my first year. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you guys are brother and sister now. For my friend Aaron Hundley, who might or might not be listening. What are you doing here? That was my line. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> uh, but the, the Muppet Christmas Carol, though, this is my warning to everyone about the Muppet Christmas Carol. I know what this is. So, when it first came out, in the scene with young Scrooge, Belle oh, has yeah. a song. Yep. The, we're, we're, the song that makes you cry. Keep in mind, we have flash-forwarded. Now, this is Belle, Scrooge's ex-girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah. Not his sister who yeah. sings the song. So now, yeah. we're, now we, we've gone past his sister and We just talking. completely skipped Fezziwig, I'm just saying. We'll come back to Fezziwig. I just need to make this public service announcement. Oh, yes, please do. And this is my public service announcement for this. If you remember the old Muppet Christmas Carol, and he was a child... A child who has never been there, their heart broken or really felt any real true pain, remembers a very pretty song, and you think it's a good idea to go back and watch it and find it on YouTube, don't fucking do it. As an adult, you will cry your fucking eyes out, and you will just, you will be a goddamn fucking mess. For do context. Do not do it. For context. Um, in the original version of the Muppets, M- Muppet Christmas Carol, there's a song that Bell sings when young Scrooge breaks up with her. And I, I forget. He doesn't break up with her. He's putting off their marriage another year. Yeah, and then she said, and then she, you says, know, the I line, the doing. line, yeah, the line leading up to it is, I love you, you did want, she says, you did, did once. Mm-hmm. And then they just leave it at that because the song is so fucking depressing that in later re releases of this movie, they just cut it. Yeah. They were like, kids are crying, adults are crying, just fucking cut it. <laughs> so, a few years ago, I went back and we were watching it, and I'm like, I want to find the song, and Josh sitting next to me just went. Don't. Don't do it. I'm like, no, it. I'll be fine. Don't be do fine. it. Don't, don't do it, Ella. Don't do it. Do not look that up. I see you typing it in. Do Type not it hit. In. Do not hit search. Play. 
Do not hit play. Play. All right. And... Then the song happened. I... My my cheeks were just soaked. Because it's not so much her her singing it. It's the very end, Michael Caine sings it with her. And the idea that 40 years later, he remembers every single word she said to him the last time he saw her. Yeah. And he's crying and she's I'm like, crying. I'm even, like, I'm crying even thinking about it. I'm like, my I'm eyes crying. are watering up right now. Josh is just sitting there waiting for it to be over. And I finish it and he just goes, come here. And I like leapt onto him and I was just an emotional wreck. And I said, I told you. <laughs> I told you. So we always get the, there's something as a child where he was lost, abandoned, eventually mm-hmm. he shows this. Then you get the, uh, the good boss. Fezziwig. Yeah, mm-hmm. a version of Fezziwig or a version of a boss. It's like, go and have fun. It's like, we, you're working on Christmas, Ebenezer, don't you notice there's a party going on? Mm-hmm. Go and, have fun, enjoy yourself. And that's when he meets Belle, is usually yeah. at the Fezziwig Christmas party. Yeah. So, the version I was in, the the wacky experimental one that I'm going to bring up a lot, mostly because I feel like people need to experience it because it's wonderful, and Michael Todd's a mad scientist of, <laughs> of awesome, uh, he thought that the Fezziwigs were as well off as they were at that time based on his research, based on the fact that they imported opium. Yeah. So, they were probably running like an opium den underneath. Oh, God. Uh, Sherlock, makes Sherlock Wiggs very cheerful attitude uh, a lot more dark. Yeah, seriously. Sherlock Holmes was probably down there smoking opium <laughs> during the Christmas party. Sherlock Holmes was probably there. I would not um, be surprised. That's a weird crossover of British literature. <laughs> Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Charles Dickens sharing opium. Um, That'd be a conversation I want to be a part of. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, so we go from this the 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 story is always kind of the same it's it's the biggest the biggest thing going into the scrooge story is the ghost of christmas past needs to show him is the fact that he had a loving relationship and he threw it away yeah yeah in for the sake of money and selfishness for furthering his own goals yes for scrooge it's the 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 the, fris- the frizzy show yeah where he dips out on, like, their annual Christmas dinner to go have dinner with the boss and the boss's assistant. Who he's fucking. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I think your wife's out of town. And he's like, well, I guess you'll just have to be my date. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, uh. <laughs> 80s rape culture. And, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, but that's, the main through line is the whole, like, he had, uh, uh, someone who loved him and cared about him and he threw it away for his own personal like benefit yeah that seems to, that's like because you don't get that actually in some of them some of them are just like something fucked up happened to you and you just turned dark scar Scarface. he was just a happy puppy he was just a little happy puppy and yeah. then he got thrown away i feel like in some of the more like off like non like real accurate ones it's just like something fucked up happened to you yeah well even i think even in the um the one that stars the actress from orange is the new black uh-huh. Uh, All American Christmas Carol. It, I think she also kind of has something kind of shitty happen to her in her past. I don't remember what it is specifically, 
but it is kind of like the same the similar situation of like something bad happened to you so this is why you act this way now yeah like yeah. you you had something good and something took it away and now you're just angry and hateful yeah yeah so but in the classical in the you keep to the letter of the book that's it but they do other versions or like something happened to you or pretty much you were once a happy good decent person mm-hmm. either by your own or by someone else's hand you lost it yeah and now you're a piece of shit okay so who's everybody's happiest version of the ghost of christmas past um Honestly, I'm going to be a little bit egotistical here and go with my version. <laughs> I like me. No one's going to fault you for that, Ash. It's fine. <laughs> I'm like, I like me and my version. No. Um, but yeah, just because, like, just the, I really liked the idea of the, phys- you know, the physical idea that you I came up with. You wish could have, like, come up with it. Yeah, like, like if I could have, like, fi- like, if I could have actually made that into a costume for production, I would be so down. Just that very Galadriel, like, elven queen Ooh. ghost. <laughs> Alright, what about you, Joshy? Alright, mine's a little off the beaten path. Okay. My favorite version of the Ghost of Christmas Past is actually Wilma in the Flintstones Christmas Carol. Okay. Because, for background, in the storyline, Fred is, the whole concept of the Flintstones Christmas Carol is they're doing the the play, the community theater is doing Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. And Fred is playing Scrooge and he's but in real life, he's acting like Scrooge. Okay. And everyone's basically kind of calling him on his shit. And, of course, his wife, Wilma, has to fill in for everybody because they're sick with the aforementioned bedrock bug that I <laughs> mentioned earlier. Yes. And uh, so she has to... So, in a pinch, she has to play the Ghost of Christmas Past, and she has to play Belle. And there's a great scene where she does the breakup scene with him, and it's literally Wilma actually channeling her rage she's feeling towards Fred for being an asshole for the last week. I know, like, I now want to watch the Flintstones Christmas Carol. I need to find this. Yeah. And so when she does the whole, like, may you be happy in the life you've chosen line, mm-hmm. she's actually, like, starts crying for real. Oh, jeez. And, like, I love that. I love that. I love the... The raw emotion of, like... In a Flintstones. I'm like, you're the raw emotion in a Flintstones movie. Yeah. Man, animation can be the best form of... The best art form ever. But that's... So, because of the, the circumstances of that particular version, that's my favorite version of Ghost of Christmas Past. I know it's a little obscure and random, and maybe it'll make some of your listeners actually watch Flintstones Christmas Carol. So... I love it. Yes, Ash, you, you're sitting over there on your phone wanting to point out something. Because I looked up what Wilma looked like in this version of Christmas uh-huh. Carol that I've never seen. I also realized that is not the only, when did that, like, really old school cartoon that decided to have a Christmas Carol theme episode? Uh, Smurfs. Oh god, there was a Smurfs Christmas Carol. There's I a Smurfs Christmas Carol. And I, I, don't... J- I just looked it up and... Smurfette plays the Ghost of Christmas Past. Of course right. she does. That's disturbing. Uh, I think my favorite is, is is actually for me. It is the creepy, emotionless doll face of the Muppets. So so far you're batting a thousand for Muppet Christmas. Yeah, I'm just Muppet Christmas caroling all this. It was childhood, okay. Um, but I like the fact that like, her expression doesn't change. 
her voice doesn't really change. No, it's pretty monotone. And I kind of mm-hmm. like that idea of it's this creepy, unreal valley or uncanny valley feeling because you're remembering everything, so never nothing's ever completely right. Mm-hmm. It's just a memory. She doesn't look completely right. Nothing's completely right. She never really shows emotion. So yeah. That, that's, that's what I like. Because I think that's creepy for me. I'm surprised. Really? I thought you would have gotten a Scrooged. Yeah, I, I do love him. I do love the cab. The, the cab driver. I love that he just calls him out on all this shit. Yeah. You left Claire <laughs> for the dog? dog. <laughs> Ugh. Um, and then we get to the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. <laughs> um, you want to take it away, Mr. Henry, about your, your ghost? Oh, no. Uh, surprisingly, in the experimental thing that I was talking about, our Ghost of Christmas present was pretty much the the usual happy, boisterous, large, larger-than-life personality. Yeah. Um, except ours was a woman. Yeah. Uh, which is fun. But she had the whole, like, uh, she had the big robe. But, like, the whole point of Christmas present is it literally lasts for a day and you see the ghost grow older throughout the course yeah. of the night. I love that. That's yeah. my favorite thing. Like, and it's, it's kind of macabre and a little bit like morbid how you watch the ghost of Christmas present go from this big, robust giant to this withering away. Emaciated, emaciated being. being. Like, yeah. I love that. Like Dickens was wow. hardcore and mm-hmm. I love that about it. And it's funny, because, like, I've always, I've always envisioned it as a female. Really? Yeah. Like, I, my, my version of the ghost of, like, the ghost of Christmas past, so I would see it. Or a present. Yeah, sorry, the ghost of uh, Christmas present, um, is I've always actually wanted to really do this costume concept for, like, uh, the Dickens Festival that they do every mm-hmm. year around this time. Yeah. Always wanted to go. Never, never been able to go. But one of these days, I want to go to the Riverside <laughs> Dickens Festival, and you and I have to do our, um. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, yeah. We were going to dress up as Jekyll and Hyde. Um, Same outfit, just tear mine to shreds and have my hair hanging over my face. They're just all wild and crazy. <laughs> um, I can see it. But, like, I, I just love, like, it, she's basically, it's like, he's supposed to look like Father Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And, like, so he's I. basically just, Santa. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, that's how I kind of envisioned her, like, the female version of it's just, like, basically. Mrs. Claus. But, like, instead of, like, gray hair, she's got long, curling, just. Like, think like Merida hair. I'm down. Yeah, like just lots of bouncy red, bright red curls and like the, the holly hat and the dress. Aww. And then as she gets older, the curls start to get frizzy and like gray and her face just gets sunken in and she just withers away into this like, like creepy old woman with the creepy ass emaciated children living under her robe look down here screw favorite version no we're no. just discussing it um but yeah like just those children under the robe those emaciated demonic looking children is just fucking terrifying but- there there are so many good versions of that but like and uh, i know we've talked about like our favorite versions of the ghosts mm-hmm. and god damn it i wish i could remember which christmas carol this was there's so many, <laughs> but there's one version. I think it might be the Patrick Stewart made-for-TV one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, Patrick Stewart as Scrooge is a fucking home run. I mean, it's Patrick Stewart, so you, you can't, can't go wrong with Patrick well, I, Stewart. I, I, yeah, I'd watch him read the phone book. 
Um, but like, I think it's that version where the the the, the children come out of the, the Ghost of Christmas Presents robe, and it's just fucking horrifying. They're like. Their skin is like ash white, oh, and they're just like, mm-hmm. and their eyes are pitch black, and their like their fingernails are black, and yeah, it's, it's just, like it's fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like that when I think about that, the look down here, Scrooge. This yeah. is, I think it's famine and hunger. Yeah. One of the children is hunger. I know. Um, but like, yeah, it's such an incredible moment, and. It's not in every version. They don't really include... I don't think it's in the Muppet version. No. No, it's not. And it's definitely not in my favorite... In, in my one. That I will get to, like, our favorite later. Spoiler this is it. Scrooge Ghost uh-huh. A Christmas Present. Yes, Who? she's not included in that. But you do get the frozen homeless guy under, yeah. under the... Which is... It kind of takes the place of that. Um... Who is literally uh, in a pink sparkly dress with little wings, a crown, and a fairy wand who just beats the living fuck out of Scrooge. She just kicks the shit out of him. I love her so much. Oh, look, Frank. It's a toaster. (laughs) The bitch hit me with a toaster. Sometimes you have to slap some sense into them. Fine. Slap me in the face. But you kicked me. In the ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So throughout the Ghost of Christmas Present, you get to see, this is kind of where we actually get into our characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they'll go from like least important to most important. Uh, so you get to see it's either his brother or his nephew. It's, you, yeah, usually in the, in the context of the, the original nephew. story, it's a nephew. But they it's, sometimes do it as the brother or. Which, you know, when you take it into context is really important because. One of his cherished memories from Christmas past is his memory of his sister. Yeah. And Fred, his nephew, is her, her son. And so, obviously Fran has passed, because yeah. you never see her. Yeah, no, and then they, they make that a point, and Dickens makes it a point throughout the, the book, where it's like, he really hammers it home, like, you, sh- like, you should care more about your nephew, since obviously your sister meant so much to you. And he's literally your only tie to her. Yeah. But then you kind of get that sense of where it's like it's too painful for him to be around around, him. Yeah. Because it makes him miss his sister too much. Yeah. But like, they make that a big deal, and I think it is a big deal, and it's it's a it's an interesting part of the Scrooge character that I don't if you if you don't mention his sister, which some versions don't, I feel like you miss that. Yeah. And I think it's very important. Because mm-hmm. it's basically his his only tie. His nephew is the only person in the world who gives a fuck about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I kind of have to piggyback on what you said, Josh. Is that it's it is kind of almost painful for him to be around his nephew because he just he doesn't want to deal with the pain of being remembered about Van. Like yeah. it's just it's too much, you know, like. I, for a while when, you know, when my uncle passed away, I was like, I didn't, I didn't really want to talk about the fact that he was gone or anything like that. Or like when my grandpa passed away, I was like, I don't want to deal with the fact that they're not there. They're not there. Yeah. I I think an interesting thing too you get about like the nephew character is like, he's such a puppy dog. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like he, you get the idea he's come here year after year after year. He always makes the same 
Yeah, he always says, come to dinner, and Scrooge always says, says no, no, but, but yeah. he never, never stops, stops trying. And yeah. he never gets jaded about it. He never gets angry about it, even though people around the brother mm-hmm. tend to be like, you know... Oh, well, Scrooge is being an asshole. Oh, blah, blah, blah. he like, got you they, this. Yeah, he... like, they do the, um, I can't remember which version of it they, they do it in, but they're playing a game. It's yeah. the Muppet Christmas Carol. No, that, that's the classic version. They play the game Yes and No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Go to but, your corner. But yeah, like, they, they do a whole and thing. And it's, it's like, who's, what's, what's wretched and terrible and unwanted. Yeah. And they all, Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they all, Scrooge. like, they're all pretending to be Scrooge. Yeah. And you can kind of see the way, like, the the way his nephew reacts to it is he's just kind of like, uh, I know he's my uncle, but... He's, but he's also a dick. But he's also a dick. But I, and you get a lot of that from, like, uh, the nephew's wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the nephew's wife says... Who's very just done with it. Yeah. And she's like, you invite him every year, and every year he says, no, when are you going to learn? And that, that kind of... Perp- permeates throughout all the different versions where whether it's his brother his nephew whatever whoever the fred character is yeah the wife I, is it's, it's done yeah but it, it's not so much that like sh- out of hatred for like scrooge which like mrs cratchit has mm-hmm. yeah it, it's and more, we'll get to that it's more for heartbreak for her husband yeah she she wants him it's almost like it hurts her to see him try every year every and year and get, his, and get his yeah get let down every year I think that hurts her. Well, yeah, I mean, it's that, it's that whole, like, you know, um, well, I can't say this anymore, but, you know, being a Cubs fan and hoping the Cubs win the World (laughs) Series every year, which I, I am, and we did, fuck everybody, but, uh, but yeah, but it's that, yeah, it's just that, it's not even anger, it's just kind of like, when are you gonna learn? Yeah, he's not gonna come. He's not gonna do it. And it's I don't want you to keep hurting and being sad and being let down. Yeah. So you get Bob Cratchit, who is Scrooge's assistant worker. He doesn't really seem to hold a grudge against Scrooge. Yeah. He's he's more just acceptant and like this is what it is. He pays our bills. He's kind of a dick. I know. But that's not changing, and I don't have another job. Yeah. Like, I don't want to mess up this job, because if I say the wrong thing, or if I... It's almost that, like, when you have, like, a bad cut or something, Mm -hmm. you try not to look at it. You know it's there, you know you have to deal with it, you know it has to heal, but if you look at it, you're just reminded how fucking painful that shit is. Yeah. So he just doesn't even want to think about Scrooge. Yeah. Well... He's like... Because he... It's kind of like you said, he... This... This is what pays our bills. This is why we have food on our table. Like, he, he's not happy about it, but he is grateful. <clears throat> yeah. For what he has. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's grateful for having a job, regardless of whether or not the job is serving a horrible, horrible, horrible human being. But I think grateful is kind of the one word I would use to describe Bob Cratchit. Yeah, he's, he's a very grateful. grateful man for whatever he has. And then, of course, the polar opposite to Bob Cratchit would be. Mrs. Cratchit. The founder of the feast indeed. <laughs> Who is this pissed the fuck off? Well, she literally, she's the one who has to watch him deal with all of his emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a Victorian Englishman, so he's not going to say his emotions. <laughs> Can't yeah. see what I'm trying to tell you. I'm in misery, but I haven't said anything because I'm an English and don't believe in emotions. <laughs> 
Whereas she has to watch him do that, and then she's like, dude, your boss is an asshole. Why are you cheering to his good health? He's a fucking terrible person. I fucking hate him. I wish I could kick him in the balls right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and she says that, more or less, in, <laughs> in Victorian English. I know, I know, just imagine. I fucking hate him, and I want to punch him in the balls right now. <laughs> just, I want to do it. Listen, Bob. Listen, Bob, I'm going to punch your boss Scrooge in the balls right now. I'm off to the air. Bye-bye. <laughs> um... And then you get the... I'm sorry to your English listeners. <laughs> we apologize. We are not trying to mock you. I'm just from California. <laughs> Meaning, like, I've met, like, three British people. Except when yes. I went to England. And I loved England. I loved London. London's so pretty. British people are amazing. We love you. You're great. You're, Did you're... you say French people? British, British people. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were like, why do we go into French? The French need... We also love you, French. We also love you. <laughs> we love all of Europe. Yes. Um... Uh, and then you get to the children, the unnamed boy, girl, whatever. Uh, Samuel. Oh, dear God. So you have Tim, obviously. Yeah. Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Samuel. God bless us, everyone. Uh, Peter. Sally. Lucy. No. Mary. Martha. Mar- Martha. Wow. One of them is Martha. I'm just shooting off, like, random, like, British child names. His Martha, mother. Hurrah. That was one of my lines as Samuel Cratchit. Wow, that's a line. I played Samuel Cratchit. Um, Martha, right. and then some of the other ones. Whatever. It They're, doesn't matter. The point is, Bob Cratchit, Bob Cratchit got powerful semen, yeah. and he made lots of children, and, then and the, they surprisingly, most of them survived. Well, he how, has six. How many of those were the original alive ones? How many times she give birth? 28. Six children survived. All right, go for it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna do the. We don't. We this episode, we don't really have very many freaky facts. So here's my freaky fact: is all the name of the Cratchit children. Okay, they are. You have Martha, Belinda, Peter, Belinda. Tim, and two smaller Cratchits that are unnamed girl and boy. Who the fuck names their child Belinda? Well, wait, wait, wait. Ones did you say, Martha? Martha, Peter? Belinda, Peter. Tiny Tim, and then unnamed boy and girl. Samuel. One of them is Samuel, because that was my character's name. There we go. Okay, sure. I'm going back and to Belinda. Belinda. And Belinda was my friend Carissa. Who the fuck names their child Belinda? I listen, know. listen, Belinda. I actually, listen. I actually Belinda. know I actually know two Belindas. Who do they go by? Belinda. Belinda Boobay. Listen, Belinda. Belinda what? Boobay. Her name is Belinda, Belinda Boobé. Does Belinda Boobé have a bombastic booty? No, she had. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. I believe in you, Belinda Boobé. If you're listening, Belinda, you're beautiful, and I love you. And I'm Belinda Boobé, you are a beautiful, bombastic, badass, boisterous bombshell. Belinda Boobé is a beautiful, <laughs> bombastic. You're so beautiful, Melinda. I I brought you a bubble for your birthday. Uh, uh, Okay. From Belinda, we have the titular uh, polar opposite of the spectrum from Scrooge is Tiny Tim. Oh, Tiny Tim. 
who is always portrayed as a little boy with some sort of bentley. Or girl. Oh, there's girl versions? There are girl versions. Of you know what? Creature versions. Because one's a fucking frog. Yes. Mm-hmm. So versions. Tiny. What? <laughs> Just versions yeah. all around. The, the versions of Tiny Tim always have some sort of either mental or physical issue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but sometimes our- rickets. Sometimes... Watch their dad get shot. Yeah, PTSD in the Scrooged case. Yep. Um, and, but, but he's always seemed to be very happy and excited and joyous. Mm -hmm. Kind of the embodiment of Christmas spirit. Yeah. He, he's, he's the, the weak and the lame and the young that still holds the joy and hope. Mm Mm-hmm. So you get that. And then in different versions, you get different kind of tropes. One of them that, like... I do like is like tends to be the the un unpreventable death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that you get, which a lot of versions have a character that normally is like a side character. It's connected to somebody. Um, sometimes it's like one of the little boys that's like begging for money. Mm-hmm. Um, in Scrooge, duh, it's one of the men he early girl meets earlier at the shelter. Yeah, mm-hmm. the homeless guy that freezes to death. And normally, I think in most versions, like, a version of somebody that freezes to death. Mm-hmm. Is that a... I don't know if that's a thing or not. It might be in, like, a few of the versions, but... I've seen quite a few versions. Historically, have... like, on the original source material, it's not, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he also is opening a coat to, like, evil demon children coming out. Yeah, so sometimes I mean, they don't do that. I mean, Charles Dickens wacky as fuck, but... <laughs> but you tend to get an idea of, with the coat, is some sort of unpreventable hardship. Yeah. That yes. is going to happen. Somebody yes. on Christmas is going to die. Yeah, you get you get that. And then it's that beware beware this, beware that. Yeah. And you get that idea of like the time is fleeting. And I think that's the big thing about showing some form of death on Christmas present. Is like, this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But you're alive. What can you do about that? So let's go around and talk about our favorite versions of A Christmas Present. I already said mine. So mine's out of the fucking way. It's from Scrooge. She's pink duh. and glitter. Duh. Scrooge, duh. She's pink Scrooge, and glittery and hits people with a toaster and smacks them and punches them and kicks them in the balls. And I fucking love her. <laughs> I'm very into this character. Um, I think I am going to agree with Ella. That is probably my favorite. Just because it's... It's kind of an amalgamation of both of us. Yes, yes, that, that is the our... pink, cheery, adorably bubbly, I'm going to fucking kill you! And I'm going to be happy about it! And I'm going to... Because, I mean, that's pretty much me when I get angry, is I'm just like... It's actually very funny. <laughs> it's kind of like if you ever, like, saw, like, a cat, like a kitten, that you gave a bunch of sugar to, and then, like, taped a, like, fluff ball to its tail and released. <laughs> It's pretty much pissed off. It's hyper, but it's oddly adorable. <laughs> pretty much. What about you, Mr. Henry? Well, I was driving myself crazy not being able to remember the names of the creepy emaciated children. Oh. They are ignorance and want. Oh. And of course, that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I gotta say, I as far as Christmas present goes. I love the idea that Christmas present is both simultaneously 
happy and joyful and living in the moment of, yes, I love Christmas, yay, look at all this fun stuff, at the same time being like, Scrooge, you're a dick. <laughs> because, like, here's, like, and when he opens his robe and says, this is ignorance and want, and then Scrooge is like, is there nowhere they can go? And then he literally quotes Scrooge back to Scrooge and says, are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? Before he disappears. Mm-hmm. Uh, he or she, I guess, depending on the version. Yeah. But I love the version of of Christmas present that is simultaneously happy and also is willing to bitch slap Scrooge across the face with his own words. Therefore, I will agree with both of you. My oh. favorite version of Christmas present is in Scrooge because she hits him with a toaster and he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. You are the best. Mwah, 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 mwah. Um, so now we get into my realm. Fucking death. <laughs> I like to call it a lovely Tuesday afternoon. So he wakes up from Christmas present and he's, oh my god, he knows. What I like about it is he knows what's about to fucking happen. Yeah. And in every version, he has some sort of freak out. Mm-hmm. Right before death shows up where he's just like trying, he's gotten all this new information. He He's kind of starting to feel bad, but he's still focused on me. How yeah. do I get out of this? How do I survive? What can I do? Do I need to give money away? It's not, do they deserve the money? It's, do I need to do it? Do I need to give money away? Do I need to pay you more? What do I need to do? Me, 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 me. But it's at self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And then you get um, the ghost of Christmas future. The ghost of Christmas yet to come. Yet to come. And it's always a black hooded figure. Mm-hmm. It's always essentially death. And I like it because I don't think there's a single version where it speaks. Uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, it speaks. Because mm. um, it's Pete. Oh, and yeah. he's smoking the cigar. The oh, yeah, because I love that shot of like when it, like the cigar <laughs> lights up the hood. <laughs> but the only, the only line he has is when Scrooge says, Whose grave is this? He says, Why yours, Ebenezer? And then he kicks him into <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Hmm. Um, there are a few versions where Future speaks, and I don't like it. I don't like the fact that, I, I don't like when the Ghost of Christmas Future speaks, because I like, I like the idea that, A, the future is uncertain, it's yeah. unknown, yeah. it's undetermined, so. So I, I like that it does speak, and normally you get one part that has to do with Ebenezer being dead and normally it's... And nobody giving a shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody giving a shit. People talk about, like, oh, is there going to be food? Can we steal his shit? Oh, sure. yeah, you get, the, you get the the grave robbers. Yeah. They have that in The Muppets, mm-hmm. Christmas Carol, where and, it's grave And in rob- the original. Yeah, uh, in the original, they have them, too, where it's like they're literally auctioning off of his shit. There's a scene where, like, they're auctioning off his shit, and then you have the grave robbers, like, trying to steal shit off of his dead body. Yeah, because nobody yeah, cares. They, they steal, like, his bed curtains. Mm-hmm. They steal his... Everything. Like, everything. And, like, yeah, because the second time I did Christmas Carol in college, uh, I played one of those people. Mm-hmm. I played Grimm. Um, but, yeah, but, like, that's that's kind of the idea. It's, like, A, all of his associates, all of his peers, you would call them, like, yeah, when they talk about him, they're like, oh, well, I guess I'll go to the funeral if lunch is provided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And um, and then the common folk, the 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 people who aren't his peers, are just Stealing. pilfering anything they fucking can off of him because yeah. they need to to survive. Yeah. Um, just, they, they, he didn't give them anything. And what I also kind of, uh, you can kind of infer from this, is uh, he, I always kind of took this, is at this point his nephew's dead. Yeah. Because wouldn't stuff immediately go to the nephew? You know, I never thought of that. Yeah, so I, I was, That I mean, is funny. You never, you don't see Fred in, yeah. the, in the future. No, yeah, so don't. at some point Fred has died. He never, maybe he didn't help Fred, and Fred went poor, and Fred died on the streets, and Fred never had kids. Mm-hmm. Or Fred turned into an alcoholic, or something happened. Got addicted to opium from Mr. Fezziwig. Yeah, got addicted to opium. <laughs> Started chasing the white angel. You know, something, but I always infer that something happened to Fred. Yeah. You know, I never thought of that. That's an interesting point that yeah. you don't see him in the in the Dickens version, or that he just Fred got to the point where he left. Maybe he moved out of London mm-hmm. and literally doesn't even know and doesn't care. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if if you go back to what we were talking about with like Fred's wife, and she finally convinces Fred like you're never going to change him, and then Fred says, "Well, I guess you're fucking right," and then he just loses contact. And yeah. And when when Scrooge dies. There's nobody no around. Yeah, no one's mm-hmm. no one's around to mourn him. So those are the two options. Either something happens to Fred and he passes, or just Fred gave up. Yeah. And just left. And there's there's no happier version of that. Yeah. Because it yeah. would it would Willie would take a break in Fred's spirit to give up on his uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it would be something that would break Fred. Like Fred gotta, would never yeah, be. Yeah, for sure. You got to imagine. Probably at some point, Scrooge says or does something so awful that Fred just has to. Yeah, yeah. We've all been in that in- instance where there's a friend or a family member who we care about, but then they say or do something so awful. Yep. That you just say. Well, that's it. Sorry. Yeah. You've run out of second chances. Yeah, you've run out of third chances. And I think that that's so painful. And, like, I think that's one of the scars you really never get over mm-hmm. is, is that break from that. So you have to imagine, even if that happened, that probably broke Fred. Oh, yeah. To, yeah. to, to, to leave that. So there's no version of this that's in any way happy Yeah. for oh. this. Yeah. The... For him being alone. Either Fred finally got his spirit broken and gave up or... Something happened and he died. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it would take a lot. And then we get to uh, the future of the Cratchits. And I don't, I've seen a lot of versions, but goddammit, the Muppet one is just, like, there's something about watching Kermit, Kermit defrog. You mm. know? Why are there rainbows? Like, the, yeah. that, that Kermit going, I walk to Tiny Tim's grave. It's great that you can see the river from there. That it's just, just it's I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Mickey's Christmas Carol, watching Mickey Mouse literally holding the crutch in the graveyard oh, yeah. and oh, placing yeah, it great. on the fucking grave is worse. Why are like the chill like the kids versions of it? The most heart-wrenching. Because watching Mickey Mouse hold his dead son's crutch is pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. I I have to go back a little bit because now I'm imagining Minnie Mouse as angry as... 
I can't do Mrs. that. Mrs. Cratchit would be? It's Minnie Mouse. <laughs> Thankfully, it's Miss Piggy, who is my spirit animal. Well, but, like, yeah, and the Muppet one, that one's, that's terrible, too, because you she's, get, she's crying. She's crying. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, your father will be home soon, and... We oh, mustn't cry. We mustn't, we mustn't cry. cry in front of father. Yeah, and, like, yeah, no, it's, it's fucked up. Um, and I think one of the ones that, like, always got me was Scrooge, duh, is the son ends up in a mental institution. Yeah, he's yeah. not dead, but he's essentially dead for, like, like Yeah, the mom's coming in, and for some odd reason we've gone, like, Blade Runner. In that scene in the future, it's very Blade Runner-esque. Yeah. Uh, but oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's he's in a room, and he's just completely catatonic. Yeah. And mm. she's like, I'll be back next week. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... The, I feel like the Cratchit's future is probably the most heartbreaking. Because it's not their fucking fault. Yeah. And it's also, it's the death of a child. Yeah. It's not, oh, at some point Mr. Cratchit died, or at some point Fred died, and yeah, that's sad, they died old. It's, here's this family that you've been treating like shit for fucking years, and... Their, chi- their youngest child their, died. Yeah, their... their... Well, what, yeah, it, it's not just that, it's like... And he nope. dies early, and, and it ruins. And horribly. Yeah. And it's always bad. Yeah. Like, whatever whatever affliction Tiny Tim has, like, whether it's rickets, polio, like, whatever, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But, like, the point is, like, you have to watch the father mourn the son. And that's, that's, yeah. that's the shitty part. That's mm-hmm. the part that's the worst, is you have to watch this, this man who... He's been the embodiment of, like, optimism and Christmas joy and, like... You can almost say, like, he he is the perfect, like, you know, uh, like we talked about last week is, like, toxic masculinity and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. He's the ultimate version, I forget there's a phrase for it, but, like, positive masculinity. Yes. Like, he is loving, he is caring, he is open. He does take care of his family. We talked like, being protective is Mm -hmm. a positive masculine trait. He's, a, he's definitely a, a shining example of positive masculinity. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, he's still the father, he is still the husband, he is still this, but there, there's not a shred of aggression or anger or hostility. Yeah. And you can imagine what a good what a good man Tiny Tim would have grown up to be. Yeah, and that's that's the horrible, fucked up, painful part of it. Yeah. You have to watch that guy who embodies all these traits you just said, these wonderful things. And his son embodies them... A hundred and fifty percent. And then you have to watch him mourn. And it's just brutal. It's fucking brutal. Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here are some feels for you. Merry yeah. Christmas. Here's some infanticide. Thank you. <laughs> Remember, this is a film they did with fucking Mickey. And Kermit. Yeah. And Fred Flintstone. <laughs> And the Looney Tunes. And apparently the Smurfs. <laughs> Asher real hung up on that Smurfs thing. And well, because it's like, oh. They... Well, like, basically everything has done a Christmas carol. Yeah. And it if it's always been around involves for a while. child death. Yeah, no matter you what. You can't get away from the child death. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> but then, bright side, Scrooge is confronted with all this horrible shit and he's still kind of like, man, whatever. But then he sees his own tombstone, and he's like, oh, I'll change. Yeah. Sorry, that's just always kind of stuck in my craw about Scrooge, where it's just that Like, oh, of... I die, and, like, all of this shit happens because I was a dick? 
Yeah. And now, and I die being a dick? No, I don't want to let that happen. I must right my wrongs. Where it's like, it wasn't the infant death or <laughs> losing your family. It was seeing your own gravestone. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, but then Scrooge wakes up. Should we talk yeah. about our favorite? I was about to I'm, be. I was I'm like, sorry. I'm finishing up this. Don't get ahead of me. I'm sorry. I got ahead of you. So, Ashy, what is your favorite version of Christmas Future? I think I'd probably have to go with the classic. Okay. Just the the shrouded, creepy being that's just literally points to everything and just like doesn't say anything. How about you, Josh? Oh boy. That's a really hard one. Like, this is the hardest one out of all the versions. I think they're so different. Because mm-hmm. there there have been many different versions. I love the Scrooged one with the television monitor for a face. Ugh. Where it's just, just fuzzy. It's so yeah, creepy. I, I love that one. I love... It reminds me of Eraserhead. Yeah. Yeah. That might be why I love it so much. Um, Eraserhead's such a fun movie. It's yeah, so it's good, so... though. It's so good. Um... I love the Christmas future. I love the Christmas future in Muppets. I actually, even though I hate the fact that he talks, I like Petey in the Mickey one. Well, what's your top? I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard. Come back to me. Talk about yours and then. Okay. Uh, mine is from Scrooge, duh. Um, with the face. With the face, because uh, in Scrooge, duh, he's actually putting on a performance. On New Year's Eve of A Christmas Carol on, like, television. Mm-hmm. Um, and making all these people work on Christmas Eve. And it, it's just this this fuzzy television. And then at one point he, like, looks into the robes. <laughs> like, he's like, what do you have underneath there? And it's this, like, skeleton and then literally just, like, ah! like screaming, howling visions of mm-hmm. death and pain. And, like, opens it and just closes it. And he's like. Did our people do that? Yeah, because at that point, he, he's been convinced this is all a dream, gets into the elevator with it, sees it, opens it, closes it, is like, did, did our people do that? And it just looks at him, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck me! Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just love this idea of it being a personalized thing. Yeah. Where for, like, every person, the ghost of Christmas future looks so different mm-hmm. and I like how that's so personalized to this one story yeah it's not just like a black shroud or it's this or this it's very specific to what he fears yeah which is when you're on a television station your biggest fear is static on the TV mm-hmm. all right Josh stop looking into the distance boy I'm just trying so hard to think of my favorite version and I just I don't think I can pick one, so I'm gonna have to just say undecided. How, how Mr. Dickens described it in his book. All right, valid answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like the rest of the film goes the same way in everything. He what day is today? He realizes the error of his ways and promises to become a better person and take care of people. The very end, Tiny Tim says. God bless, bless us, us, everyone. And big scoring swell. And, and. 
Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Unlike I, everyone has a goose to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a goose. Everyone has a ham. Everyone's happy. Michael Caine sings the most cheerful Christmas song ever. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I love that one. Uh, so yeah, there, there's so many different versions, but like it, it's kind of like how what we did last week with breaking down Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. I find it so interesting. So many things that you look at that you get used to. When you start breaking it down into like the bits and pieces, you're like. Fuck, fuck, oh fuck, oh god, oh god, oh dear god, oh dear lord, oh dear lord. Alright, fuck it, just hail Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done! You betrayed me! Go into the other one. Uh, But just how dark it is. I love that. And and yet we still... Mickey Mouse does it, and Kermit does it, and it's just so ingrained in society. It's all, like, and it's funny, like, when, when it's always done as, like, if... Some sort of TV show does a Christmas special or a Christmas episode. There's one that's coming up on Fox that I saw a poster for, and it straight looked like a motherfucking horror film. I feel like Christmas Carol has been done once a year, every year. Yeah, at some point in time, with at some point in media, like it's always done. Like hell, even um, the Netflix original Glow did a put on a production of the Christmas Carol in the show. And, huh, I, I dig it. it <laughs> For uh, those of you, Ella just showed me, a, showed us a picture of the Christmas Carol version that she was talking about. Like, oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Um, what? What? Guy Pierce as Ebenezer Scrooge? I'm gonna watch it. And Tom Hardy's in it. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm sorry. I oh. love both of those guys. I, 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 I love Tom Hardy so much. I, I, I have a, a... I have a female Hardy for Tom Hardy. I have oh, a, and I have a Vinny male Robinson is Hardy. Mary Cratchit. Who? Vinnyette Robinson. Oh, nice. She's in uh, Sherlock. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Bob Cratchit is... Oh my god, what the hell? Okay, when does this come out? I want to see this. It already has. Can we find it on Plex? I don't know. I want to watch this. Joe Alwyn is Bob Cratchit. Okay, this sounds amazing. And Stefan... Stefan Graham is Marley. I want to watch it. Yeah, same. Stop talking about it. (laughs) Pull that shit up on television right now. I'm sorry, because the poster, just when I saw it, I was like... Damn, that Christmas looks cool. Carol, yeah. that looks dark as fun. And it's like, starring Guy Pierce. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> um, I'm about it. But yeah, like uh, I mentioned earlier, um, the Netflix original Glow does uh, Christmas, special. Christmas special, where they literally, the, the um, glorious ladies of wrestling are putting on a production of A Christmas Carol in the wrestling ring. That's awesome. And the... Um, we didn't make it to that episode. I think you should, you should just... Fast forward to that episode. I just can't stand season two. What's his name is just yeah. a terrible person, and everybody just becomes horrible. It's fine. It gets better. Um, but spoiler alert: one of the wrestlers who plays um, the ghost of Christmas Future, mm-hmm. she literally does a um, Undertaker move. Yeah, and the Tombstone Pile Driver. Yeah. Yep, she does the Tombstone Pile Driver. Right. That's what you do and when you watch. When I was watching it with Chris. He was like, oh my god, that's an Undertaker move! Because Undertaker is his favorite wrestler. Damn straight. <laughs> so, it's 
always Mick done. Foley. It's a classic yeah. story that everyone tells. It's, and it can be retold and rechanged. And, and it's it's just it's something that you sit next to the fire and your lit up Christmas tree and just tell the story. You watch somebody go from a horrible piece of shit to a half decent human being. You know, one thing I I will say about A Christmas Carol is if you've never read it, if you've never read the original Charles Dickens, if you are basing your entire opinion on Christmas Carol based on all these different versions we've talked about, go back and read Charles Dickens' version. I guarantee you it will resonate with you. And Still. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful. There's a reason why, like, to your point, Ash, is that it's done all the time. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's beautiful. It's a yeah. It's I think it's Charles Dickens' best work. Well, like I said, it's everybody loves a redemption arc. Everybody loves to see somebody go from being a terrible person who doesn't care to learning and growing. And I think the thing about Ebenezer Scrooge is I feel like all of us in some part of our life feel like a Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Whether it's I I work too much so I don't spend enough time with this person. Or I do this, or I, I spend too much money on myself. I should spend money on charity, or this, or this, or this. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of us kind of have that goal and that hope of whatever we find distasteful in ourselves and bad in ourselves, that we can wake up one day and work on it and conquer it and become a better person. Yeah. Maybe we're not, you know, shooing orphans off of our porches. But maybe we're a little crass with this, or we're not too mm-hmm. good with customer service, or and I think that's what does resonate. Yeah, is we all want to be Scrooge. We all want to be redeemed. We all want to know that at the end, the good we've done in our life outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the point. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm gonna go round through our favorite versions of a Christmas Carol. Uh, you can probably already guess what they are. <laughs> Uh, so that way, if you want something to watch tonight, go for it. Watch them. Enjoy them. It's our siren gift to you. <laughs> so, Ashy? Um, I think I'm probably going to go with A Muppet Christmas Carol. A Muppet. It's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a classic. I also delve into the sad, sad, sad song that is Belle's song. Because Don't do it! No, I, I, well, I did. We won't do it again. We will never do it again. <laughs> We've learned our We've lesson. We've learned our lesson. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Don't do it. <laughs> we put the fork in the lights in the power switch once. Never, <laughs> never again. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it's the Muppets. You can't go wrong with the Muppets. It's Michael Caine. It's glorious. And it's just, it's just, it gives you the feels. Sure does. Alright, what about you, Josh? Um, I'm gonna go with that classic, I'm gonna say the Albert Finney version. Okay. Uh, I love Albert Finney. He's one of my favorite actors between his work in this, The Dresser, Big Fish for your, Mm, for the other audiences, uh, newer, more contemporary audiences, but I love that version. It's just classic. It follows the story very well. It's it's got a very RSC Royal Shakespearean Company kind of mm-hmm. feel to it, and I, I I think I like the reverence it gives it. So I'll say that one. That's my that's my go to version. Uh, mine mine has to be Scrooged. Um, yeah. I I love Bill Murray in it. I love all the characters in it. Um, hey, who introduced you to that movie? By the way, you did you you showed it me the first time when we were dating. Aww. Our first year together, you showed it to me because I was sick. Yes. We weren't we weren't actually dating. 
That's true. We weren't dating yet, but I showed you, I showed you that. He movie. was just coming over a lot, and we were hanging out all the time. And sometimes he would spend the night in my bedroom for sleepovers. But you weren't dating. I was not dating. Nope. Nope. He's a brave, brave man to fall in love with Ella. <laughs> um, but I love it. I, I, I think the thing that resonates so much with me is how genuine it feels. Um, I love the fact, like, he gets back together with Belle at the end. I love the fact that she calls him lumpy. And it, it, there are these little things about it. That I just really care about. Of course, her name is Claire and not yeah, Belle Claire. in the movie. Um, I, I love the fact, like, the, how much he loves the sun. Mm-hmm. You know? And different things about it. It just, it, for me, it resonates. It feels good. And, like, to And this, it's hilarious. It is. Fucking it hilarious. Really is. I literally will watch the Christmas present scene year-round if I am feeling depressed. <laughs> it just, it makes me laugh hysterically. I love it so much. Um... It has been a great year. It's been a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, we will now leave you to some beautiful Christmas drinks. And just remember, uh, podcasting is a community just like horror. So I would like to give out a shout out to another feminist podcast horror. Woo woo! Um, the Spencers of Horror of I Spit on Your Podcast. I think you can get where they got the name from, Ella. It's I Spit on Your Grave. <laughs> it's a wonderful yet terrible movie. Didn't we mention that last week? There's like seven I Spit in Your Graves now, mm-hmm. which is not a franchise that I ever wanted to make a sequel to, nope. you know? But I, we hey, it happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are two ladies just like us who love horror. Um, and who are Canadian, y'all. Yeah, they're Canadian. <laughs> That's not Canadian. <laughs> no, but they're a uh, Canadian feminist horror podcast. So yeah, check out I Spit on Your Podcast. By the Spencers of Horror. And of course, it'll be linked down below, so go check out our links. Um, you can always follow us on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and check us out on our Patreon. If you feel a season of giving, please give to us. <laughs> <laughs> and we will give unto you many, many cool things with questionnaires, behind the scenes things, videos, polls. We may even do, we talked about doing videos of us recording, so you may, you'll literally get to see what the recording process is. Our hands move so much more than you could ever imagine. They really do. You'll get to and see. And Daisy's mo- draped across so many laps. <laughs> she is. You'll get She's see- been in more laps than a napkin. <laughs> you'll get to see all the random faces that we make and just the, the weirdness that the is The weirdness us that is us. Um... And also, we are thinking of doing um, bonus episodes as well. So, like, little behind-the-scenes bonus episodes that you'll get. So One of them might just be us cursing at planes. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be a <laughs> lot of fun things that you get if you give to us. We give to you. Yes. Uh, have a amazing Merry Christmas. We will be back with you guys in the new year. So, expect to hear from us then. And as always, good, bad. We're the girls with the mic. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye.